Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. We gotta come together. Whether you believe in that or not, you gotta decide whether you have dominion over yourself. I believe that the majority of the plain people of the United States will day in and day out make fewer mistakes in governing themselves than any smaller class or body of men, no matter what their training, will make in trying to govern them. And you gotta decide whether it's God that's gonna have dominion over you, that you get orders from, or whether some other human that's jacked into the evil force is gonna have dominion over you. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. Do we want to have a human plan or a post-human plan? Noval Harari and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates say humans are obsolete, we're scum, because they know we are their competition. They know that if we go for what we want and what God wants us to have, they can't compete with that transmission. They can't compete with that blueprint. They can't compete with that architecture. They can't compete with that master plan. But I just see it now. It'll be so clear soon. Are you pro-human or are you anti-human? You are the human resistance to this alien takeover. And again, when I say alien takeover, I don't mean some little tinfoil flying saucer crashing in Roswell from Alpha Centauri's. I'm talking about the transmission in the universe of God's order and God's will, or do you choose to serve the agents of death? And like Martin Luther King said, we're not gonna judge them off what color they are. We're gonna judge them off of the character of their actions and deeds. So I'm gonna say it right now, real clear. I love everybody, no matter what color your beautiful skin is, what I care about your heart and your guts and your mind. And you're under attack by these Satanists, and they want to kill you, and they want to kill your children. And I say we set our differences aside, and I say we come together, and we beat these people, and we smash their technocracy, and we build the future together, and we can do anything with our real diversity. These enemies tell us all day about diversity. They mean divided and conquered groups of people separate from each other. This bill is supported by all of the Democrats, House and Senate. It's just the filibuster in a way. So in a way, if you really truly want to honor Dr. King, don't dishonor him by using a congressional custom as an excuse for protecting our democracy. I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. I want unity under a code of freedom and liberty and justice and, and coming together and working together and being strong. And that's what InfoWars is. And that's why the enemies of humanity hate us so much because we love God and God loves humanity. And I am a human supremacist. 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 
be the future war with the robots and the AI. What you're hearing now is the entire future and everything they tried to stop us from doing. Our supremacy will not end with this planet. We will people the stars. We will colonize. We will green dead worlds. We will go interdimensional. We will unlock the secrets of the universe. God has laid them out like Christmas presents for his children. And I am extremely honored to be in the fulcrum and the heart of the fight to bring our race, the human race, in a race for the future. And we will break the enemy. We will break the pedophiles. We will break the Satanists because God already sent his own self down here to show us he could do it. God would never ask us to go through an obstacle course he wouldn't go through. And now we're going to go through what Christ did. And we're going to go through it. And we're going to be destroyed, but reborn on the other side. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against a globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser to keep InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team Humanity. I want to thank you all for your past support, but I want to encourage you all now to understand that this is a revolution against the globalists, and it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of Team Humanity. We're told humans are the problem. We're told we're killing the Earth. We're told all this garbage so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die. We're not going to do that. Get your Team Humanity shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your support. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. Well, she's a great talk show host and filmmaker, been a guest on my show many times years ago, and we've been working with her some now on documentaries and more. Very, very exciting lady. And she was coming into town to talk to us about filmmaking, and I said, why don't you just come on the show? And so she was here yesterday, but then I had an emergency come up and I had to leave in the fourth hour, so she stayed over, even though she was flying out last night to be with us. She's at Lauren Whiskey DE on X as well, and it's uh, great to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a complete honor. Well, it's an honor to have you. I've never met you in person until yesterday. You came wanting to talk about the border when I asked you to come on the show, and then we got plenty of that today. But what do you make of Tucker? This is a lot bigger than just Tucker Carlson or Vladimir Putin. The fact that our own corporate media is trying to say he shouldn't do this. Now they've put him on the Ukrainian government hit list that NATO hosts the servers for and is running. Uh, th this this is next level outrageous. There should be congressional hearings. Uh, Biden should be impeached for this. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, remember when they kicked Tucker off of Fox News in the first place? It was because of his coverage of the Ukraine war. He was getting too close and they spied on him. They ended up um, uh, hacking into his phone, reading his text messages, reporting him. The one thing that they did not want to happen was this interview. And that's because uh, 
Putin knows where all the bodies are buried. He knows about the Ukraine bioweapons labs. He knows about the truth about the war while he's been busy doing his, uh, while Zelensky's been busy doing his rounds for Vogue magazine begging for money. Uh, Putin has practiced extreme restraint um, during this war. And uh, that's something that I think people are gonna learn with this Tucker interview tonight. Very well said. Let's let's expand on your views on Putin and Ukraine and where all this is going and him now, Tucker, being put on the uh, death list. And about six months ago, Jack Posobiec was put on it uh, for criticizing Zelensky. And uh, they openly had that uh, man who claims he's a woman who was their main spokesperson say, we're coming for you. But it took a few months, but U.S. senators got involved. That individual got fired over this. Yes. So, so this is, I mean, even the Senate gets this big deal. Now they're threatening to kill Tucker Carlson. Yep, yep, and uh, they're talking about sanctioning uh, him so he can't uh, even come back into the country, sanctioning him in Europe. Uh, they are trying to do everything they can to prevent this from being aired. But you know what? Whether you like it or not, tomorrow at 6, I'm told tomorrow at 6 p.m., uh, they are going to be releasing the Putin interview, and it's going to change everything. What is 1800 Washington? What? Tomorrow evening, we'll... we'll We'll, we'll get all that out, and we're going to be here covering it live. But, you know, sitting here looking at this, when, when I was being deplatformed and demonized everywhere, people said, how are you taking it? And I said, I know I'm just a beta test because I'd read the NATO plans. Funny enough, NATO was involved kind of hatching the censorship plan that was then adopted by the U.S. Because mm -hmm. the U.S. likes to commit crimes internationally where they think they're safer from congressional oversight than they bring the plan here. But I remember six years ago reading NATO plans. We're going to first censor Julian Assange while he was in jail, and we're going to get Alex Jones as well. And once we get those two, the left and right won't stand up for them. The president will then be set. Well, now they're going after, well, the only fish that's bigger, and that's Tucker Carlson. This is a beta test. Yes, yes. And um, what they're doing to him, you don't think that they're going to do to the rest of us. Now, Tucker, his, he ended up losing his job with Fox News because he was covering the war so fairly. And then you see the freak out when he goes to Russia and gets the interview himself because he is, you know, we, we get propaganda. We get propaganda here. We get whatever the regime, the military industrial complex wants us to know. And it's a shame because we basically have government ran media. We don't get to know the truth, but Tucker going directly to Putin, someone who empowered the church in his country. Uh, he brought the church up right next to him and empowered Christians in his country. And, he, and Zelensky's banned the Orthodox Church. Yes. And then Zelensky, on the other hand, is arresting uh, Ukrainian Orthodox uh, church members because they might have a connection to Russia. And it's kind of evident. <laughs> it's very evident while Zelensky has a transgender spokesperson lecturing us um, on the evils of Putin. Putin is calling America, like calling out America for, well, remember when he called us, I think the great Satan or something? We, he was talking well, that's about the Iranians. Uh, well, what he said was, the American people have an elite bombarding them with anti-family evil. Yes. They're trying to destroy their family. Yes, yeah. And, he said um, basically that the United States is, a, is run by pedophiles, which is true. Yes, and it's true. They're watching. The world is watching as we are grooming little children, letting drag queens read to our kids. And it's embarrassing because we used to be a strong country. Other countries used to respect us. I mean, no matter what, you respect Russia and their power structure. Well... This is a lot bigger than Tucker, as I keep saying. It's a lens through which we see everything. And the fact that they're putting him on a kill list, the fact that the EU is openly saying they want to sanction him and it looks like they're moving forward with that, 
and, and that the left and right corporate media is attacking him for this, it, it really shows how bad these people really are and what they would do to us if they could get away with it. And I know I keep saying that, but that's, I mean, the, the, they're not playing games here. Right. And, you know, we've seen a little bit about what they will do if they can get away with it. We still have J6ers sitting in the gulag without due process. There are no rules anymore. It's just whatever they say goes. The laws of America don't matter anymore. It's whatever the regime chooses to do to you. And there's they get away with it, too, because what they did was they played the long game. They put their people in positions of power slowly. They were very patient and in the courts, uh, in the White House, in um, government, the legislature, and then they put their people there and installed them so they can do whatever they want to us. And we weren't prepared for it, I don't think, but I don't think it's all hopeless. I think that if something happens to Tucker Carlson, it's going to spark a, like a, a global outrage. Well, exactly. He's loved all over the world. And it shows how popular liberty is. It's not, he tells me, you know, people tell me I don't go to Europe a lot because I'm so busy that uh, people bring you know this show up a lot to them. And, and that's what the Tate brothers tell me. So I don't see that as, oh, great, I'm famous. It, it means people are resonating. And, and I, I talk about that lens. I noticed that when he left Fox, he had an average of about four or five million viewers. And then they were suppressing the, the clips out of Fox so it wasn't getting a lot of views online. Maybe five million online every day. So maybe 10 million viewers a day maximum. And he's, he's had many interviews with, like, with Trump, 300 million views, other interviews, you know, with 50 million, 100 million, things like that. His average interview, because he does so many, 10 million conservatively, just on X. Then it gets picked up everywhere. So he at least tripled or quadrupled his audience. But I see the headlines, oh, he's that Internet host. Well, it's all the Internet hosts, the Alex Jones, the Joe Rogans, the Russell Brands. Uh, the Tucker Carlson's that that have the bigger audiences. I mean, despite all their censorship and all their control, this broadcast with all of our stations and everything combined, let's be conservative, 10 million a day. Okay, well, CNN's top show has a million. So they act like because they're an old dinosaur and they're still on TV. Oh, look, you're not on our thing. You're not in our, it, it, it's like you drive by a pigsty. And they're like, you're not in our pigsty. You're not, it, it, it's a mind game, but no one's even buying it. I think except the talking heads or maybe they even know what a joke they are. No, I mean, digital meeting, uh, digital media is next. The mainstream cable news, it's dying, and it's dying very quickly, and they know it. So they're freaking out because people are becoming their own journalists. The We, the people, have become journalists because we can put out information, do our own investigations, and expose the truth, and they are terrified of that. And they're realizing that as people move over from network television, you know, Tucker was limited to what was it, 4 million views a night? Yeah. That's limited, you know, because unless you have a subscription to Fox News or cable, you don't really get access to his information. Moving to... And nothing against old people. The average age is 75. Now he's reaching the young people. Yes. And that generation is kind of moving on. You know, they're uh, passing away and it's, it's going to be us next. And who's going to carry that torch? Well, it's got to be us younger folks who are making uh, media outlets, are investigating, doing our own journalism, and anybody could get as many views as Tucker Carlson. And, and if we build it, they will come. And let's expand on that. Tucker, this is something I need to do more of because it was successful years ago, but I just get so pinned down here. He probably does three speaking engagements a week. He's a workhorse. And those speaking engagements, everybody shoots video on their phones, and the group that hosting puts it out, and it almost always gets 5, 10, 20, 30 million views. So it's not just the big network with the fancy studio and all that. That's all fine and dandy. We've got that too. It's that 
it's him rallying the troops, giving speeches, just like Trump does. I mean, he was just in Canada to crowds of 20, 30, 40,000 people. Right. So again, we're, we're, we're gushing over Tucker because the enemy is pulling their hair out over him. He's what they fear. He's the model of the future. No, he absolutely is. And I hope many more people follow suit as well. Uh, like I said, they're terrified because he's putting his stuff out there. It's ac accessible to everybody. So they're all wondering, what did exactly did Tucker and Putin say to each other? Because they're already trying to paint this picture that it's a propaganda uh, piece to build up Russia. And uh, now Tucker's a traitor. And we're going to find out ourselves the truth because they're going to put it out there. And that's what scares them the most. Well, let me make a prediction. They're going to cover the bioweapon labs. They're going to cover the real history of what happened to Ukraine. They're going to cover the moral decline in the West. They're going to cover the censorship. And Tucker will ask a few hard questions, like you've been accused of killing this person, that person, respond to that. Uh, but th the reason they're scared of this is we already have all these other viral clips of Putin exposing things. But, yeah. but now it's just going to be magnified. But what they really hate is they don't have the control. They fired him to try to make him go away, and now he's much bigger, just like InfoWars yep. got bigger when they tried to shut us down. No, it's true. And, you know, it's great to see you back on Twitter. I follow your account. I think it's absolutely great. And it's Typos and alls. It's, it's me it. on there, folks. I love it. I love it. Huh. But, no, it's an expansion of our reach is what it is. And the fact that Elon Musk bought Twitter or, or X and renamed it X, you know, it was they kicked and screamed the whole time to try to make sure that didn't happen because now it's a free flow of information. It's a different time and it's up to us to continue to expose the truth and government corruption. And that's why they're kind of freaking out and closing in on us. They're throwing, like they're hunting down, um, Department of Homeland Security is hunting down patriots who believe the election is stolen. They're putting them on domestic terrorist watch lists. They're trying to scare us into thinking that, oh, I better not speak up about this because that's all they have left because we are uh, sharing the truth. We are getting information out there and they'll continue to kind of pull in that stranglehold on patriots and dissidents and people who do real journalism uh, in an attempt to try and stop us, but it won't work. By the way, I've got a clip of Putin two years ago. He's being interviewed by NBC News. We'll play this in a moment. And two and a half years ago, NBC interviewed Putin. It didn't go well. That's why they've been trying to sabotage the Tucker interview that is coming out. And, and I love Tucker's crew, know them well. But they will they love to wait on an interview and add clips and massage it and get it ready. And I, I called them and I said, and I'm sure they already knew to do this. I'm not saying it was I did this, but I put a video out too and I said, you got to release this right now because the longer you sit on it, the more danger you're in. Because, again, it's a symbol of the globalists losing control. And just like they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, to, even though it demonized them to the world, they still wanted to say we're in charge. It, it's, it's like a woman trying to leave a guy that you know, breaks her jaw or you know, puts cigarettes out on her. They're, they're, they're trying to stop us from getting in the car and driving away. Uh, here's uh, Putin stopping NBC dead in their tracks. Ask you, can I just matter. ask you a direct question? Did you order Alexei Navalny's assassination? Of course not. We don't have this kind of habit of assassinating anybody. That's one. Number two is, I want to ask you, did you order the assassination of the woman who walked into the Congress and who was shot and killed by a policeman? Do you know that 450 individuals were arrested after entering the Congress and they didn't go there to steal a laptop? They came with political demands. 
450 people have been detained. You're talking about the capital? They're looking at jail time between 15 and uh, 25 years. And they came to the Congress with political demands. Isn't that persecution for political opinions? And he said that two and a half years ago. Now it's like 1,400 people charged, 1,000 people. Some of them getting five-year jail terms for walking between velvet ropes. I mean, imagine if the Russians were doing that. We'd be like, whoa. Right. No, I didn't even go in the Capitol, and they put me on the domestic terrorist watch list every time I went to go fly. They, I had to be escorted by Homeland Security. They had to swab my hands for explosives, and then I had to do it all over again at my connecting flights. They really tried to make us, like, our lives a living hell because they were scared of that uprising that happened on J6. They do not want the people to rebel. Well, they're lucky we didn't. They, try, they, say, that was, they, they say that was our planned thing. No, that was, that was them setting us up. Imagine if a million people did show up with guns yeah it's true and, and i'm not saying do that but i'm just saying careful what they claim's going on yeah calling it an insurrection when nobody came armed nobody came prepared we were there to make our voices heard everybody there was there to protest on um, what was happening uh, with the electors and securing the electors and they wanted their voices to be heard and of course very typical of congress to completely ignore the people's concerns and move forward would with their agenda uh, and i i like how putin mentioned uh, ashley babbitt you know, people call him a tyrant and a murderer, an assassin. And we, our own government, shot an innocent woman in cold blood, an unarmed woman, uh, just for, you know, she was she was in the Capitol, yes, but it was, there was there was no excuse. And it turns out the, the, the federal cop that shot her thought he was being shot at. He, There's no way. He just made that up. Yeah, he just made it up. After he Michael blasted Bird. Yeah, he was. He just made that up. He, you know, was a quick trigger. They they wanted to set an example, you know, because after that, the protest kind of died down. But at what cost? They murdered one of our own and then hunted down others. Other people were killed on that day as well. Police brutality, um, being smothered. Five people. Five people, yep. And, um, you know, we can't forget what they did to us. We can't forget how they treated us because... Like you said, like they would, you think it's just going to be limited to MAGA people? No, it's going to expand into anybody with a dissident opinion. Um, anybody who may be a little uh, right of center. And, you know, they will eventually take, take more and more territory and come after more and more of us until we, well, that's their plan, but they won't succeed. They won't get that far. I think people are starting to wake up. I think people are starting to wake up about what really happened on J6. They're starting to wake up about the truth about the war. Uh, public opinion of uh, more foreign aid for Ukraine started plummeting. Like they could not get, like the Congress started worrying about their constituency because nobody wanted to send another dime to Ukraine. And now they're trying to tie it to border security. Yeah. Yep, and they're like, okay, well, these our people want border security. So in order for you to have border security, you're going to have to give, uh, what was it, um, $40 billion to Ukraine? I think it was it was some ridiculous number, but it was three times more than what they had offered for. Yeah, I've the got the numbers right here. We can go over those. Mm -hmm. Let's play this clip here. That's what Patrick David said. Call it the Ukraine bill. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the border bill. But, but then it gives billions to the NGOs to keep bringing the illegal aliens in. And it makes Biden a, basically a dictator over the border. Let's play this clip. Biden, I wear my Ukraine tie, my Ukraine pin, which I've been wearing because they're in dire straits. I thought they kicked the Russians' asses. I, I thought that it was a cakewalk. No, this this war was... I mean, notice suddenly, oh, uh, Ukraine's invincible, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, oh, no, Ukraine's in dire straits. 
Yeah, so Ukraine, Zelensky would have surrendered two years ago and saved hundreds of thousands of lives had the U.S. not gotten involved and started funding it, providing military aid. Uh, we're sending our own, um, our own, some of our own people over there. And it would have ended a long time ago had they not had our support. Hundreds of thousands of people would have still be alive. You know, it is a white Christian slaughter over there in Ukraine. It never should have escalated into this. So, And NATO brags, Victoria Newland brags, she started the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just this whole war has been a ginormous lie. And every time Zelensky, we ever hear from him, it's just when he's begging for more money. And you remember when he said, you know, he was like, well, if you can't give us money, give us credit, you know, and we'll pay you back. Do you think we're ever going to get that money back? He also no. said, if you don't give us money, it'll be your sons and daughters. Yes, yes. And they threatened that as well. They threatened us. They threatened us into paying them. But about three years ago, when Soros could still talk, maybe they can find the club. I've only played it once. I was thinking about the other day, I go, God, that clip's incredible. He, he was on uh, NPR or something, but he's like, I told them. Uh, uh, now he can't even talk. He, he's, I told them that I overthrew Ukraine in, two, in nine years ago, and uh, and I I will be the czar of Russia. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> but he's just, hey, guys, play the clip of uh, Biden. This bill would also address two other important priorities. First, provides urgent funding for Ukraine. I'm wearing my Ukraine tie, my Ukraine pin, which I've been wearing because they're, they're in dire straits right now defending themselves against a Russian onslaught. A brutal conquest. The clock is ticking. Every week, every month that passes without new aid Ukraine means fewer artillery shells, fewer defense air, air defense systems, fewer tools for Ukraine to defend itself against this Russian onslaught. Just what Putin wants. So they go in nine years ago with all the State Department money. Soros goes off Reid Zakaria on CNN and brags five years ago they overthrew it. They start ethnically cleansing the Russians that are the majority population. And then Putin says, I'm going to take part of the East as a security zone if you don't stop. She goes, okay, fine. I'll take Crimea first to show you five years ago or six years ago. Okay, that didn't convince you. Now I'm going to do this. And now they're saying, oh, he wants to invade all of Europe and they're bracing for war in Poland. No evidence of that. No, absolutely not. And when the Nord Stream pipeline uh, was blown up, it was because they were trying to remove the option of Russian support. It was, you know, they were pro providing natural gas to Germany and other countries, and they they removed that uh, obstacle for them. And, and then blame the Russians. Yep, and then blame the Russians, when obviously, I mean, it, it didn't make any sense for Russia. Well, Cy Hirsch got the witnesses. They came forward. It was, it was, it, it, it was Navy divers. Now, who is that? Navy divers. Oh, yeah, okay, so what? We knew it was, oh, so U.S. Navy divers. Yep. Interesting. So we knew that, I mean, there was, Obviously, Ukrainian involvement in that. However, you know, I oh, think, they you know, were for sure. but they're just puppets. But uh, no, Cy Hirsch got the documents. Special operations is under congressional control. The Navy SEALs, so they went to Panama and trained regular industrial Navy divers for it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And you can't tell me Putin hasn't practiced great restraint during this time because he has not escalated this into a nuclear Armageddon or some giant nuclear race war. He has really just practiced restraint in all of this when he had every right to probably go scorched earth over there and the extent that they went to uh, to try and, you know, defeat him. However, you know, Russia, 
they, it was always, they were always going to win. It's been a money dump is what it has been. The last few dollars out of the U.S. Treasury that they can dump into the hands of the most corrupt people in Ukraine. Ukraine is known for their corruption. They are known for uh, stolen elections. You know, Zelensky was installed in order to, and he was funded uh, by Igor Kolomoysky, who also basically made him famous. So he put him on uh, a television network show, built Zelensky up as this presidential figure, and then helped get him into office. Well, sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. So he was, it was all a setup. They knew years ago, I had friends going to war in Ukraine, U.S. military in 2018. So what were they planning even back then? Absolutely. That's what I was told by people I know. All right, I want to shift gears to the board. That's really got people's attention. They're trying to spin that as much as they can, but they're not able to do it. We've got all the clips to prove that Biden is lying. I know listeners and viewers, you know he's lying, but we're going to show it for the few folks out there that may still be on the fence. Our guest, Lauren Winsky, is here with us, filmmaker, talk show host, great lady. And coming up, Drew Hernandez in the third hour from the Mexico-California border. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against a globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser. He InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team Humanity. I want to thank you all for your past support, but I want to encourage you all now to understand that this is a revolution against the globalists, and it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of Team Humanity. We're told humans are the problem. We're told we're killing the Earth. We're told all this garbage so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die. We're not going to do that. Get your Team Humanity shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your support. Uh, listen. I need your help. I mean, have we not delivered? It's it's like in Gladiator. When he first is a gladiator, he kills like four guys in 20 seconds. He says, are you not entertained? I, I mean, are, 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 are you not getting what you want? Because, I mean, I eat, drink, and sleep this. I'm up against the New World Order, and all I need is your support. All I need is your word of mouth, your prayer, your financial support, and I sell you stuff that's the highest rated, the best, because I treat you like I want to be treated. I believe in mojo, karma, replot you so, folks, and you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com. You need to make the decision to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get incredible products. We have the supercharged special right now, despite the fact that both these best-selling products are selling out. DNA Force Plus and Real Red Pill Plus are both selling out, but despite that, they're 50% off as a combo. The supercharged special at InfoWarsStore.com. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com. And while you're there, it's about to sell out, but it's okay. We did a limited run. Now that it's going to sell out, we can order a bigger, bigger order of it. We're building back to be able to, you know, not just stay the same, but expand in the enemy's face. That's up to you, though. You have to make the decision to say, has InfoWars delivered? Is InfoWars on the air seven days a week? Is Jones wild? Is he dedicated? Has he told us the truth? The answer is, I've died trying. I ain't perfect, man. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I'm all about what is the most accurate? What is the most cutting edge? What is, who do I have on? People that predict the future, that are accurate. You can get next level foundational energy. Next Level Foundational Energy that supercharges your cells, take an hour to explain it, but this takes folic acid 
and puts it into the pure form of methyl folate that is the essence of your cells. And it's got the B complex to supercharge it. Next level foundational energy, InfoWarsStore.com. Please get a fundraiser copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening as well, at InfoWarsStore.com. The ball is in your court. Two words, nitric boost. Ladies and gentlemen, this product, without us even promoting it, has become one of our top three because people get it and it blows them away. The health, the energy, the immune system, the bedroom department. What it does with the vasodilation alone, not to mention the immune system, exercise, performance, you name it, is incredible. And the product is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. Secure your bottle now of Nitric Boost at InfoWarsStore.com. And it funds the InfoWar, which is an added bonus. Nitric Boost, Nitric Boost, 40% off, in stock, ready to ship, InfoWarsStore.com, Nitric Boost. Thank you all for your support, and you need this product. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. You're listening to Alex Jones. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and it's depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast, and along with it, the dominance of the US dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East, what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with the Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. 
They are fawning pep sessions specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're dying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States. And we want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group. Nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, TuckerCarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. And again, there's different debates about whether it's gonna air at six central, seven central. We'll be here tomorrow covering it live when it happens at infowars.com forward slash show. But what he really said that gets out of their skin there is you have a right to see and listen and, and, and read what you want. And then the old global order is coming to an end. We have an excellent report by Greg Reese that's up on Infowars.com. The desperate, failing plan for the new American century that's the big neocon globalist operation. It's not going well for them, but they keep doubling down. Lauren Winsky, wh where do you see this going? I want to shift gears into the border because it's an example of how they start wars, they destroy borders. Anything they administratively have control of, they're going to weaponize and use against us, just like the courts. No, what you're seeing is a globalist war against nationalism. Now, no matter what you think about uh, Putin, he is a Russian nationalist. I wish that we had an American leader who loved his country as much as Putin loves Russia. We did. We had Trump. They stole the election. Yes, exactly. And, you know, you saw this war happen against Donald Trump and what they did to literally make sure that that man never saw office again. So they are, well, we have the 2020, they literally concocted a pandemic in order to uh, get mail-in ballots, in order to 
kind of muddy the waters of the election as they did what they wanted. So we saw what happened there. Now, against Trump, they're trying to, um, you know, indict him, bankrupt him, break him. You see that they are absolutely trying to break him. And the only crime he committed was loving his country and putting America first. And you see this globalist war on nationalists, nationalist leaders, and uh, that's that's what's going on. They they can't have that because nationalism is a threat to the global world, world order. Gut level, what do you think happens to Tucker now? I mean, they're going to come after him, but this just makes him bigger. It, it, it's so exciting to watch. It is. Well, do you remember what they did to Gonzalo Lira? You know, they've oh. already killed people before. It's happened before. Talk about that, because this hit list they put them on, yeah. they're really serious about this. Yeah, they weren't kidding. So Gonzalo Lira ended up putting out a video when he first got out of jail in Ukraine. He's like, I'm going to try and make it to the border. Only thing he really covered, like they kind of said that he was like making Russian propaganda and all this stuff. No, he was actually honestly covering the war in Ukraine and what was really going on and exposing corruption going on there. They couldn't have that, so they threw him in prison. And then when he was out, they didn't let him cross, like cross, leave the country. They put him back in prison and then they eventually killed him. Um, he eventually died of that. And you don't and think- And notice they, they say it's the, the Russians doing this with no evidence to journals around the world, but then they're doing it out in the open. Yes. And the State Department wouldn't lift a finger. Yep. Anything they can do to stop this information from getting out, from the truth getting out. You know, they will do anything. There's no extent to how far they will go. Do you remember during, um, it was during the election, I, I stopped the steal, when Tucker Carlson had a, he had done a segment on it on Fox News where he had um, received information about Hunter Biden's uh, business partner, Bob Alinsky. And he ended up, one of his people in California, I believe, put it in the mail, this USB drive, and it never made it to Tucker. And they never could tell, like, what happened to it. They checked security cameras, everything. But they were literally stealing USB um, cards out of the mail in order to stop information from getting out. Now, who's to say they won't go into his computer systems and hack it and make sure it's deleted? You know, there is no... Oh, when I first broke into Bohemian Grove... We copied the tapes, checked the tapes, sent them to the producers in L.A., and, then, and, then, and that was just a few hours south where we were at. They got them, and they were erased. Then we sent them again, and they erased them again. Oh, my gosh. Or, or, or they disappeared. Then I said, just give me one of your people's home addresses over the phone. I sent it there, they got it. But, yeah, this has been going on forever. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's lawlessness laws don't matter anymore in america it's all about what the regime wants you to know and there is no extent to how far they won't go in order to stop you so i i hope he gets it out soon i hope the world sees it and i hope i hope tucker carlson nothing happens to him well it's all because they control the justice department they think yep. they're above the law mm -hmm. yep. that all right let, let's let's talk about the border now here, here's a clip. I know you're, you're an expert on this. I mean, I, I watch your show. I've seen the shows you've done. You really know what you're talking about. So I want to get your view on this. Here's Biden yesterday. There's a bunch of clips of this. He, he talked for like an hour, saying that Trump's the reason the border's broken. But I have the graphs of what happened to the border when Trump was in. So it's a bald-faced lie. That's too long, as you all know, the immigration system has been broken. And it's long past time to fix it. That's why months ago, I instructed my team to begin negotiations with a bipartisan group of senators to seriously and finally fix our immigration system. For months now, that's what they've done. Working around the clock, through the holidays, over the weekends, it's been an extraordinary effort by Senators Lankford, Murphy, and Sinema. The result of all this hard work is a bipartisan agreement 
that represents the most fair, humane reforms in our immigration system in a long time, and the toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. Now, all indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Why? A simple reason. Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump thinks it's bad for him politically. Therefore, he doesn't even know it helps the, the, the country. He's not for it. He'd rather weaponize this issue than actually solve it. So for the last 24 hours, he's done nothing, I'm told, but reach out to Republicans in the House and the Senate and threaten them and try to intimidate them to vote against this proposal. And it looks like they're caving. Frankly, they owe it to the American people to show some spine and do what they know to be right. Lauren, this is some of the most incredible gaslighting, and in a world full of gaslighting, that that says a lot. I mean, it, it, it's, it's hard to unpack all the lies, but I, I, I can play three or four clips of him saying, when I win the election, surge the border. Him turning off the federal laws that were already there to stop the human trafficking, to stop all this happening. Yep. No, he said, come here. So that's why we see this record surge. Before Trump got in, Obama had launched the same operation. It took Trump about a year. We'll show the graph, but he cut it down to almost nothing. And and and, and so we know the history of what happened here. But Biden, again, until just two months ago, they said the border is not broken, remember? Yes. But when they figured out their constituents had finally woken up what was happening, they said, yeah, it's broken. We need to legalize everybody. That'll fix it. So... Let me show folks a graph here. A gaslighting. Biden claims only reason border not secure is Donald Trump, okay? Well, here it is. Southwest border apprehensions from the Border Patrol. Trump gets into office. It's already surging up because right before Obama left, he said, you know, bring kids. The border's open. Then Trump was able to get legislation finally through. He, uh, tariff threat leads to Mexican cooperation on Remain in Mexico. So it goes straight up and then straight down until Title 42 is implemented, and then it goes down to almost nothing. So again, Obama weaponizes it, opens it, starts what Biden's continuing. Trump inherits a problem, boom, brings it down to here. It's Title 42 and brings it down to almost zero. But then he gets in. He seals the election, January 2021, 20, opens it completely, and now look where we are. Oh, wow. Now, now that is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Lauren Whitsky, your take on that. Yeah, I mean, I remember during COVID, uh, Trump called for a complete immigration moratorium. And I remember that, hey, guess what? Immigrants stopped coming here. Now Biden gets into office. He undoes, like, I think he does 52 executive orders undoing everything that the Trump presidency did. And it was intentional. It's intentional. They want people to flood our border. They want our nation to be in disarray and to be destabilized. You know, they didn't even, I don't even believe they put any money in the border bill in order to address the opioid or the fentanyl epidemic that's happening in our country. 100,000 Americans dead last year due to fentanyl overdoses. I this year have lost two friends to the opioid epidemic and it's it's getting worse and worse. And how does that fentanyl get here? Well, it comes from China, it goes to Mexico and across our southern border. They're walking it right across, they're taking it to the inner cities and then they're giving it, selling it to American kids and killing them with no regard for human life whatsoever. These people aren't human. 
So that is who Joe Biden is welcoming into our country. And that is what actually this border bill ends up facilitating more of. What was it, like 5,000 migrants can come in a day and they the money was to figure out how you can register them quicker and get them uh, legally here safe instead of just- Yeah, it's an amnesty order. bill. And, and he yep. can also declare an emergency or quote, undeclare one and do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. yep. What do you make of Mayorkas? House fails to impeach Mayorkas except four Republicans join Democrats. No, I think that's disgusting. So reportedly one of the Congress people said, oh, I just voted, no, I, I want Mayorkas impeached, but I voted no because he was waiting for Steve Scalise to come back so he could vote. I don't know if that's necessarily true or if that's a giant cope. However, I hope this isn't over because what I saw yesterday, there was no excuse. Mayorkas, um, this is an intentional uh, invasion is what is happening. People don't know that Mayorkas used to work, uh, he was the board member for HIAS, the immigrant um, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, who facilitated and to this day are still facilitating illegal aliens, putting them, placing them into red states. My friend in Idaho sent like posted footage. They are dumping them in deep red states and it's strategic. It's in uh, voting places that have a tendency to vote more red. And that is who Mayorkas used to work with. That is who he used to manage. And you're going to tell me that he all of a sudden had a change of heart. Now, Mayorkas like, oh. is, is, the, is the greatest human trafficker in modern yes. history. The human, the, he, he is the pedophile in chief. 90 plus thousand children. It was 80 something. The number's above 90 now. Since Biden took over, that they handed over that they're missing. Yes. Of 500,000. So Mayorkas is a pedophile. Whether he's raping kids or not, he is facilitating the mass sexual abuse of children. Yeah, and they were recycling these children too. It's not just they get into the country. Oh, yeah, there's a new video out where they bring them over and over again. Yep, these little children. There are horror stories of what is happening to these little children. And it's our fault because we are allowing it to happen. A strong border wall stops these people from taking these kids, these coyotes, from taking these kids, using them as a means to come into our country. And sometimes being, like, tough is what's best for them. We have got to put a stop to the human trafficking. We've got to put a stop to the drug trafficking. And we can't do that when we have somebody like Mayorkas, who is an intense intentionally facilitating our invasion. He, it's, it's intentional. They want to dismantle our country. They want to destabilize our country. And they want these criminals and villains here. And if you've looked around lately, our country is drastically changing. The culture is changing. Um, well, I don't, we don't care if they're black, white, or brown. There's homeless people everywhere of every color, crime everywhere, stuff not working, things breaking, uh, you know, uh, prices exploding. I mean, we're, we're being royally screwed. Here is uh, clip 10. This is a clip of uh, Biden and and and, and uh, Gavin Newsom before they shifted to this whole claim that Trump broke the border. Here they are. So let's just state the facts. We are currently experiencing the lowest number of border crossings since 1971. In California, like our nation, our undocumented population is at the lowest level in more than a decade. Mr. Vice President, under the Trump administration, asylum has virtually ended. ICE detention centers are practically empty. Uh, your new plan calls for reversing President Trump's harsh plan. But won't that restart a brand new border crisis? I mean, what, what would you do with all those people in camps now waiting in Mexico? It, it will if we don't do it well. We don't reach out to the to the, uh, the communities that are willing to, the charitable communities that will come in and help and, and in addition to us 
spending millions of dollars providing for access, access for judges, access for asylum folks to be on the border to move quickly. So it's another clip of him basically saying search the border. So we need more illegal aliens. Trump stopping it. Years later, Trump opened the border. No, no, it's, yeah, it's Trump's fault. This is all Trump's fault. It, it's, but, you know, that was the only excuse they have because uh, Democrats actually have the executive branch. They're actually the ones in charge, and this invasion is on them. It, is, it wasn't um, in existence. The graph doesn't lie. Nope. He inherits Obama accelerating an attack, takes him a year or so to start cutting it down, cuts it down 60 70%, and then cuts it down 90-plus percent. Boom. And then Biden gets in... Numbers don't lie. Look at that. No, it absolutely does not lie. And, uh, you know, there was also in the beginning those caravans that they kept funding to come into our country. You know, I have no doubt that somebody is paying for these caravans. These people don't just drop everything and move across, you know, travel across the country to come to America without funding. Well, they've got the U.N. camps and all of it. But you know what this graph reminds me of, of right here? Right when Biden steals the election and gets into power, the number of illegal aliens explodes. Just like all the graphs of they start the COVID shots and the heart attacks, the blood clots, the strokes, the cancer, all does the same thing on the graph. You're a conspiracy theorist. You know that, right? Yeah. There's yeah, I can just yeah. look at that and say, look, <laughs> Biden gets in and then it goes exactly like, oh, just instead of debating that, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, they're trying to convince you that what you're seeing is not real. That is like the ultimate form of gaslighting. And they are very, very good at that. But, you know, it's. The fact that we they come into our country and they know that they'll get a plane ticket, a four-star hotel, a meal, a cell phone, new clothes, why wouldn't they come? You know, we have got to cut off the benefits that these immigrants are receiving and they'd stop coming. But that's pretty obvious, and I know the Biden administration knows that. However, they don't want them not to come. They want them here. They want them here just in time to destabilize the population before the election. And I think it's going to end up being a terrorist attack. I think they're planning a terrorist attack. They're letting these uh, Middle Eastern migrants, these migrants come in across our country, our southern border, who are, uh, there was a video of one of, one of the migrants saying, uh, he, they were like, what's your name? Who are you? And he said, Yo, you'll you're find out soon. soon. Yep, he said, you'll find out soon. That was a threat, folks. That was the threat. And I think that, you know, what happens when there is a terrorist attack in America? Well, the Department of Homeland Security is in charge. Did you know that the Department of Homeland Security, I'm sure you've probably covered this, Operation Blackout, they performed a war drill planning for a terrorist attack on during the elections so that the Department of Homeland Security could come in and take over the elections, oversee them, et cetera, et cetera. Now, like we said before, they will do anything to stop President Trump from winning. Who's to say that they aren't intentionally welcoming terrorists into our country so they can uh, cause a kind of some kind of attack or a false flag event? Oh, I don't think that's debatable. I think that's a fact. And, and they're trying to brand Trump supporters as terrorists. They're saying Trump's going to be a dictator. They're planning a bunch of big stuff in the next nine months. I mean, we are in such an insane moment of time right now. No, it's true. You know, just like Event 201, it was the war drill before COVID down to a T. They did the same thing with Operation Blackout and the Department of Homeland Security. They pre-plan what they're going to do before they execute it. So 
why, why on earth would you run a war drill uh, about a terrorist attack in America over the elections unless you're you know, learning how to execute it? And you know, well, I saw Operation was? Blackout. I mentioned it a few times. I'm glad you remind me of that because that's critical information. It's kind of like Operation Lockstep or Event 201 predicting COVID. Yep, it's true. And you know what their solution was? They said, if we, in order for us to prevent a terrorist attack over the election, we have got to pre-select and pre-place uh, Department of Homeland Security over the elections uh, proactively in order to protect That's right. Elections. They'll protect the election by yep. running it. Yep. And then that's their answer to make sure the feds can fully steal it. Do you see all the new documents coming out with the state police in Michigan where they found the safe houses with the fake ballots and everything? Uh, no, I did not. Barely. Uh, Gateway Pundit covered it. We covered it. You didn't get uh, OAN did. In fact, the first five minutes of the next hour, she leaves us. Had a Drew Hernandez joining us from the Mexico-California uh, border. Get that. It's like I said, OAN, like two and a half minute clip. It only covers part of it. I, I, I played it Sunday. But, man, it is just, it is this. Uh, I, I, I posted it on Twitter or on X. It's called the smoking gun of 2020 election. But it's just crazy. Yeah. You know, those vans you saw in the different counties, people followed them back to the safe houses with them filling out all the fake stuff. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. I, then they gave it to the FBI and nothing was done. Right. Well, of course nothing was done because, I mean, we're not in charge anymore. They put their people into positions of power where it matters because they had this all pre-planned out. And, you know, if if the media tries to get any of this out, they shut them down. They stifle you. Absolutely. They hide you. So it's it's not surprising that... Well, Lauren Whiskey, I'm excited you're here in town. You're a filmmaker. Hopefully we're going to do a, a, a film together or something down the road. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. And uh, you got a lot of other stuff going on. Yes, yes, we do. All right, well, I was supposed to have you on yesterday. I was supposed to meet with you about that, then I had to run off. But I'll, okay. I'll, I'll talk to you after the show at 2. I appreciate you staying, and it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Where do people find all your great work? Oh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Lauren Witzke DE. I'm also on Telegram and Gab, of course. So uh, just go ahead and give me a follow, and I will keep you posted on all of our upcoming work. Lauren Witzke DE. What's the DE stand for? Delaware. I'm from Delaware. That's right. Yep, originally from Delaware. Yep, now I'm a Florida refugee from Delaware because Joe Biden chased me and my family out, so. Really? That's a whole other story, isn't it? Yeah, that is a whole other story. Yeah, they uh, removed my brother from the Delaware bar. They're still coming after him. They never forgave me for challenging the status quo. That's right. You ran for uh, Senate. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I remember having you on when you did it. Yep, yep, yep. I had a great time. Uh, InfoWars was a great supporter of my U.S. Senate campaign, ran on an immigration moratorium, and broke the Delaware record in most GOP U.S. Senate candidate votes in Delaware history. So there's something more to the immigration uh, crisis. Everybody cares about it. Great job. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. We'll be right back with hour number three. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patriot and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com.
Infowars.com and get your Team Humanity Infowars limited edition shirt right now at Infowarsstore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at Infowarsstore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because I'll cut down to one. and uh, it, it, It's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So, Well, I'm you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? No, it, it was top-notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a little build-up from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top-notch. It's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid's great and it's in real Red Pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it.